0: Hello everyone and welcome to this BBC broadcast of Buckeye Bombast with Bellhaven and The Boy.
1: Sorry for the long hiatus. Uh, Came down with uh, Big Rona, unfortunately, last week, so that's alright. We're doing well. We're back at it. The Boy had taken Um, ill. A couple... Highlights before we get started. Uh, week before was a pretty bad week for both of us. Terrible. And then this past week was abysmal for me. You did okay. Did okay. But we are right now, you are sitting exactly at 500 at 50 and 50. You were up six games on me. I'm at 44 and 56, so got some catching up And what to are the do. total
0: points thus far, dear boy?
1: Uh, I believe... Uh, You are at 6.05, I'm at 5.72.
0: Right. Stroke of luck.
1: (laughs) So you are ahead in both categories there. Uh, Looking to bounce back this week, which I do feel pretty good
0: about uh, this week. That's good, because I don't feel as good this week as I did last week. And I was doing pretty good on the uh, first set of games. I mean, through... I think through the uh 334 o'clock games I was doing really well. It was the night games that uh I just took a bomb on, especially those Pac-12 games. I mean, USC, what the heck is Shit. that? Oregon State. Yeah, you The the Trojans bowed to Played the
1: Beavers. Yeah, Pac-12's not looking good no. this year.
0: They are stinky. So... Amnar Pac-12's is stinky. So...
1: So before we get into the picks this week, obviously, of course, talk a little bit about Ohio State, uh, their past couple games, into uh, the Rutgers game. So uh, we missed the Tulsa game. Uh, Don't let that score fool you. Ohio State was only up seven late in the fourth quarter. Uh, That was a pretty tough game. Uh, Defense is still trying to figure a lot of stuff out. Of course, you know, they... Handled their business against Akron, actually covered the spread of 49, but uh, of course it's Akron. Yeah. So, uh, for what it's worth, the glad got to see a lot of younger guys uh, get to play, not only in offense, but defense as well. A lot of the young guys do look um, a lot better, or at least they, they look pretty good. Kayvon Pope didn't uh, think against so. Akron. <laughs> Except Kayvon Pope. Uh, which I was going to ask you about in a second, because uh, I at least in my lifetime, I don't ever recall uh, a person being on the Buckeyes for that long and then just wanting to quit the team in the middle of the game. Uh, you can speak more to that. You no, know, I've never seen it yeah, It definitely was bizarre. Yeah. I don't think there's I don't think that means anything in terms of Ohio State culture and whatnot. Um, just uh a guy being boneheaded, uh, let his emotions get the best of him, and, you know, you're off the team. So, yeah. yeah. I clearly wasn't playing that much anyways. It, yeah, it hurts the depth of the linebackers, but I don't, it's not Does really it, that the, big the, of an the issue. The linebackers he wasn't
0: c- terrible. I, I don't know uh, if it hurts yeah. anything, you know. I mean, it, it, they they can't get much worse than what they are right now.
1: No, they can't.
0: And the
1: the only conclusion I've come to is that, uh, you know, it, it's just it's just going to be a, a year long process, and it, they're just going to have to get reps on reps, and uh, hopefully get better each and every game because uh, the that linebacker core is an extreme issue. Uh, the secondary, uh, I, I think, might see some good improvements on a lot of young guys individually who are playing really well. Um, if it can just come together, you know, and string together a full game. Uh, I think that might be promising. You still have Rutgers and Maryland to do it for a bye before Indiana and Penn state. So uh, I, I do expect to see some, still some improvements in there, but yeah, uh, the linebackers. Yeah. I've just kind of given up hope um, and hope, and I hope that each and every game they can get better, at least with the run defense and then finally the pass. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just tampering my expectations for the year, especially on the linebacker core. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think um, starting with Tulsa, uh, I, they made some defensive changes, apparently. You know, that's what we were told. Yeah. Um, Yo, again, you and I are not X's and O's guys. Yes, I, I did see some differences. But what didn't change is they gave up over four hundred yards of passing to Tulsa. Um, the run defense seemed a bit more stout against Tulsa, but it was Tulsa. And I I, I don't Yes, you're making changes. They're somewhat inexperienced. And, and okay, maybe that's the reason, but again, it was still Tulsa, and so I don't think we could take anything from that game with respect to the defense. F- fast forward to, to Akron. Now, before I go on, you, whoever gave you those tickets, you need to thank them. Those were probably the best tickets I've ever had for an Ohio State game. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. um,
1: Yes, I, I did.
0: I mean, they... Yeah, I was really. They were upset. basically right on, to, the right on the fifty line, right on the fifty, in B deck. In um, B deck usually you don't want to be there because of the pillars, but where these seats were, halfway up the the field, right and right in on the fifty yard line, you could see the whole field. the 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 pillars to your right and to your left, they were far enough out of view where you saw the whole entire field. And so, yeah, they were really good seats. Um, I was laughing out loud, you know, during Akron's first couple of drives, especially their touchdown drive, because it was oh, the same yeah. old, same old with the uh, with the defense. I'm like, here we get this is Akron. I'm like, oh my god, and uh, I was laughing. People are looking at me. I'm wearing Ohio State stuff, and so they're probably like, what is the matter with this guy? But I mean, like, this is ridiculous. I'm just laughing out loud at them. And then, of course, their talent took over. Their their just pure, raw, physical abilities took over, and they manhandled Akron. And so, I, I, again, don't know that there's anything we can really take from the game. The one thing I would take defensively, um, the positives. Here are the positives. I don't know that I have any positives for the defensive line yet. Yes, they had nine sacks, but it was Akron. Um, I want to see that pressure here coming soon. So okay. Not, yeah, not that. Too. The linebackers, uh, <laughs> they still, I, you, you, from those wonderful seats that I was in, I mean, you could just see how out of place these guys are. And it was just ridiculous. The secondary I think is, is good and getting better. You know, at the beginning of the year, uh, Burke, I thought he was good. I think the corners are doing okay. I think the safety sometimes they're doing better than what I saw against uh, Minnesota. So that was positive. Um, but one key positive is the opportunisticness of that secondary. And, I mean, that's uh, several games now. Because I think they had a... Did they have a pick six in the Minnesota game that was called back? Or was it just a long... Interception? I thought mm. there was. A,
1: uh, no, I, 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 no, I, th- I thought was it was it? a pick six. It, w- it was yeah, called so back.
0: then they had the pick six last week against Tulsa, and then the pick six here against um, uh, Akron. So I, I like that. I mean, that's even even when you are not playing great, when you can do those things, that uh, it's kind of an equalizer. So that was positive, but otherwise, not a lot that I learned. I learned that yes, we do have some good backup. Quarterbacks, uh, I thought both McCord and, uh, and Miller looked good. I didn't think either of them looked like they were ready to supplant CJ Stroud. And this is coming from a guy who thought coming out of spring yep. it should have been McCord uh, as the starter. But right now, I think, um, and I'm hearing, you know, Stroud's had a good week. He's feeling a lot better. He's looking better. So that's a positive. I do think the quarterback position you'll still see some issues they're still young, but I think they will they will get better as the year goes. Um, yeah and then I think the other thing is just uh, you know the silly talent they have on offense. you know when that quarterback does come around to optimum efficiency this year, man is that talent silly you know egbuka uh, yeah. looked pretty good Travion Henderson. Uh, and and I'll brag about that one. What did I say at the beginning of the year? I said by by. I said middle of the year, so I was actually a little wrong. It took it. It didn't take as long, but it's clear that Travion Henderson is the man uh, in the backfield. Yep. Um, so there you go. What do you think? Last two games. Yeah, I
1: agree with all of that. I agree with all of that.
0: <clears throat>
1: Excuse me. The uh, quarterbacks, yeah, McCord started out a little shaky, but he settled in and he was fine. Um, Still had a little issues with overthrowing the ball as well. Don't know why that's been a thing with all our quarterbacks, but uh, either way, uh, yeah, they'll be just fine. Uh, C.J. Stroud, just, you know, give him a a little bit. I don't know why I've heard so many people clamoring for him already. C.J. Stroud will be just fine um yeah there'll still be some mistakes uh give it you know when we get get into the meat of the big 10 season uh until then i think we'll be uh, we'll be fine we have loads of talent just give henderson the ball and then supplement it with your great wide receivers the offense is going to be just fine uh, and i
0: think
1: and i and i expect them to get better through the year too and
0: i think at this point we do need to see a heavier dose of the running game um because you're going into the Big Ten season, and you need to to manhandle some of these teams, and I do think establishing the run, it's the old timey thing, right? You will your defense will look better by default because you're controlling the clock, and you know keeping your defense a little bit fresher, and um, I think I, I think that's what they need to do. I, I, and you know as we segue then into the Rutgers game. That's probably one of three things that I'm looking at. Number one, first and foremost, this is the game where we'll start to see have they made any defensive improvements, and it feels weird saying that because it's Rutgers, uh, but Rutgers is much improved. Uh, they took Michigan fourth four quarters uh, at Michigan, right? Uh, that may not be saying much with Michigan recently, but Michigan's better this year, and it's Rutgers, right? So, took Michigan four quarters. Um, much improved. This is the game. This is the game where I think, okay, if I start, what did I say? Tulsa, right? If I'm like, if Tulsa scores more than ten, they they still have issues, and of course they did. I mean, we we gave up more points to Tulsa than Cal Poly for heaven's sakes, and so (laughs) Michigan gave up thirteen points to Rutgers, and. So I, if we give up more than 20 points to Rutgers, then, then I don't think we've improved. I know that's kind of an arbitrary number, but to me, yeah, 20, you know, 13, if you give up 13, then, then definitely I think you've improved because you've at least said, okay, we're as good as some of the other teams in the East, or at least we're getting there. I may have been not as good, but we're getting there, right? So if they, but if they give up more than twenty points to Rutgers, then there's an issue. The second thing I want to see is I want to see more yeah, ball control, running the ga- run game. I want to see more carries to Travion Henderson. Um, love you, Master Teague. You fi- fit in well, um, but you know, I'd like to see more Mayan Williams. You know, being the sub. Actually, at the end of the day, I don't care which one of those two. They're they're both pretty good. I think at the end of the day, Travion Henderson needs to get more carries, control that game with the with the run, and fit Maya Williams and or uh, T again as you can. I don't think we need to be trading series and things like that, but whatever. Um, and then I think the third thing would be yeah. is you know, you know, does Stroud look like that rest? You know, did him well. Those are the three things that I'm looking for yeah
1: I uh agree with all those you look at the uh spread I think this is the lowest spread Ohio State's ever had against Rutgers it's only 15 and a half I'm all over that are you kidding me Rutgers did take Michigan to the wire last week Rutgers is much improved that Rutgers still has no offense whatsoever right um and I did pick Michigan last week to win. Michigan has no passing game whatsoever. So it doesn't make, it makes a little bit of sense, you know, why that game was as low scoring as it was. Uh, I agree. Rutgers shouldn't be able to score over 20 points, but Rutgers has faced nothing uh, of Ohio state's explosiveness. explosiveness. Haven't seen a lick of it all year. And I think uh, we
0: didn't see much of it until
1: (laughs) the Akron game, but sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but uh, just the talents that's on the offense, Rutgers hasn't seen any of that whatsoever, and I think they're going to be in for a rude awakening uh, because, you know, you can only stop the run game for so long. Ohio State just has too many weapons. What are are they going to do? I think Ohio State's going to score 40 points in this game and, you know, maybe something like a 42-20 type game, but I think Ohio State will will win pretty easily. Yeah. because I don't think Rutgers will be able to stop all the threats; they just haven't seen anything like it yet. Um, and as even as much improved as their defense is, uh, as bad as Ohio State's has been, I don't think they'll be able to control the line of scrimmage or you know move the ball up and down at will. Um, just because offense, their offense has been so bad this yeah. year, so. Uh, you know, I think Ohio State will line up the box, stop the run, force Rutgers to beat them through the air, and I just don't think Rutgers is going to have much success. Um, and, and We'll see if they, if they score over 20 points. Obviously, they had some success. Uh, of course, we hope not, so that's, of course, what we'll look for as well. But I'm extremely confident that Ohio State will, will go out and handle their business. Yeah,
0: I'm confident they'll cover that spread. I do think that spread's a little low, and... Um, you know, kind of supplementing what I was saying with respect to the third thing I want to see, you know, CJ Stroud, um, I think part of that is him coming in and starting this game on fire, or at least more on fire than he was in his first three games. Um, because that was part of the issue, not him per se, because I think a lot of it, some of it was him, but I think a lot of it is just the offense in general, not really having an identity at the beginning of those games not really having consistent play calling or, you know, what made sense. And, you know, Stroud just not starting out well, right? So if Stroud starts out well um, and then plays a game similar to what he did against Oregon and um, Minnesota in the first half of those games, yeah, I think they they do uh, score over 40. Um, And, again, it comes back to are you going to give up 20 or more points to – uh, Rutgers. I, I, I'm hoping not. I'm, I'm going to take them at their word. They've made some improvements. they made some changes. I expect to see it. And so, um, yeah, I, I think it should be less than 20 for Rutgers, around 40 for Ohio State. So, yeah, I think they'll definitely, uh, definitely cover. By the way, as we go into the other games, I don't, I have all of my picks. I haven't put all of my confidence uh, points in yet, but but I can tell you relative I can give okay. you those later but I can tell you relative uh, how confident I am on those games we'll talk about
1: okay all right well look forward of course seeing Ohio State uh 330 against Rutgers uh in Piscataway this weekend so moving on some of the other games around the league this week uh Got a couple of ranked matchups. I'm gonna start with the hogs and dogs.
0: They're gonna go off into the SEC and talk about them. Their hogs and them. Their dogs.
1: Arkansas coming off a big win against Texas A&M, there was big. both was of which big. we were both both of which we were confident uh, that Arkansas would win outright from last week, and they did. Uh, it's a little, little bit different beast here this week uh, on the road and the. Point spread, 18 and a half. So big spread favor in Georgia. Um, The way I look at it it is, though, this is not a good matchup for Arkansas. Uh, Georgia both number one in offensive and defensive efficiency. Uh, Arkansas have to control the line of scrimmage and run the ball. Uh, I don't think they'll be able to against Georgia. I don't think they're going to find a lot of explosive plays. Uh, I I just think this is unfortunately a matchup nightmare for Arkansas. And, you know, while they've had a good start, I think it's going to come to a scree- screeching halt on the road. Uh, I don't think Georgia will be as explosive on offense. <clears throat> they've only played one kind of elite defense uh, this year in Clemson. Well, Pretty good defense. Uh, Everybody else has been a cakewalk. And so I think uh, Georgia might have a a, not explosive game against uh, Arkansas. I think they'll score some points. But this seems to me like a uh, 34, 38, 13 type game. Uh, Arkansas just really can't get anything rolling. Um, I did pick Georgia to cover this spread. Uh, Did put 13 on them. Not overly confident, but just the matchup nightmare for Arkansas. I think I don't think this will be uh, much of a hard game for Georgia. I got the dogs winning at home.
0: Well, we were outside of Hot Springs, Arkansas, drinking some moonshine, and we were dancing. Well. I said we were in Hot Springs, Arkansas, just outside Hot Springs, Arkansas, and we was drinking our moonshine, and we was dancing around, dancing around the fire, and then we saw the great Razorback in the sky, and it came down, and it said to us, Gentlemen, them there Razorbacks, them hogs, is going to do all right. They's going to do all right. At any rate, um, I think the Georgia Bulldogs is going to win this game. I just don't know that them there Bulldogs is going to cover the spread. That there is an awful big spread. I know they had themselves a hard time, if I remember last year, in the first half of that game, uh, before they pulled away from those Razorbacks. So I think that uh, Georgia, they're going to win. Like you said, they damn deficient. And they got themselves real good defense. And they're going to hold the dogs down. But I think it's going to take them a while. And it's going to be a closer game than what them their experts think.
1: Well, all right then.
0: I think in that segment um, we should play Led Zeppelin's Hot Dog. Of course, we probably <laughs> get uh, uh, banned or shut down because, you know, Zeppelin doesn't like people using probably. their songs.
1: Um, Let's stay in the SEC. Alabama hosts an Ole Miss, Alabama 14 and a half point favorite. What do you see from uh, this game here?
0: Well, you know, they've got, uh, you know, as part of the uh, self-fulfilling SEC prophecy um the Razorbacks are now in the top 10. you got Florida in the top 10. Georgia in the top 10. Bama in the top 10. Ole Miss You know, just kind of swimming around the perimeter of the top 10. I think they still get A&M ranked. Um, it's, I think what I'm really getting to here is I, I'm not into the hype of Ole Miss yet. I, Arkansas, um, and it's really relative to the way everybody else has been playing. Uh, Arkansas, I think, deserves to be in the top 10. They've got a better resume than most teams. I mean, they beat Texas. They beat Texas A&M. Uh, those are good, solid teams. And Arkansas has been a bottom dweller. Uh, and then beyond that, they've n- not only taken care of it, because sometimes you see, uh, take Minnesota back in 2019. You know, they, they led a similar charmed year. Um, but they had a lot closer games. You know, they kind of, you know, crept up and beat some of those tougher teams. Arkansas kicked the crap out of Texas. They dominated a and and then took care of business in their other games. So I, I'm kind of buying the hype for Arkansas. I, I, I agree with you. I think they probably are going to get outmatched by Georgia, but I kind of agree with them. Old Miss, I'm not buying yet. Um, their offense looks the same to me as last year, and that is incredible. Uh, their defense does look a little bit better, and that's good. You've improved. But you haven't played anyone. Um, I think they are getting uh, the benefit for three reasons. Number one, first and foremost, they are in the SEC, uh, particularly in Bama's division, and they want to make that division look like it's stellar. Uh, Number two, they beat Louisville in kind of a primetime matchup. Uh, even though Louisville's not that great, it was the first game of the year. It's a primetime matchup. It seems to stick with people. You know, and they did dominate that game. And then they beat the crap out of Tulane. Who is Tulane? A team that took Oklahoma to the wire. Therefore, Ole Miss must be wonderful, right? Uh, I'm not buying it yet. I do think I'm going to take with very low confidence that they'll cover, though, right? Because Bama is not, as, and they're not Bama yet this year and this is a team you know that offense for Ole Miss is still incredible and Ole Miss gave Bama a game based off of that offense alone last year so I do think it'll be similar I think they will give Bama a game but I think Bama is still gonna win Um, so with somewhat low confidence I am going to take Ole Miss on the spread
1: okay yeah it's <clears throat> yeah, that's about where I'm at right now as well. I don't really fully trust Ole Miss. And the <sighs> funny thing about the SEC West was Arkansas the second best team in the West. I mean, that's pretty sad. Uh, the West division really isn't that great. Uh, and I think that'll come to fruition, of course, as the year continues to go along. But, yeah, uh, I think Ole Miss will give Alabama fits. They always seem to, uh, especially with that offense. Crowell have to limit, especially interceptions, if they want to keep it in the game. But I see it being like a three-touchdown game for most of the game. And Ole Miss may be coming in at the late fourth quarter with a backdoor cover uh, and covering the spread, something like that. But I think I don't think it will be as high-scoring as, as last year. I, I really do think Alabama is going to try to get out ahead early and then uh, run the clock, try to limit possessions for Ole Miss, kind of just get out of there so they don't have to spend the whole game uh, just trying to score up and down the field.
0: Roll damn pad. I do
1: do like Ole Miss backdoor cover, but, yeah, very low confidence on it. So, same page there. Uh, We'll head – To what looks to be a slobber knocker of a game, Uh, another top-ten matchup, Cincinnati at Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Um, This is a tough game and one that I really just want to stay away from, honestly. Uh, Neither offensive offensive line has really been playing well to start. Both teams known for their defense. Uh, Notre Dame's really been struggling to run the ball. been really one-dimensional. And kind of like against Wisconsin, I think they're going to have to pass the ball against Cincinnati. And I don't think Cincinnati is going to give them much kind of similar though. Ritter's been there for a while, but he's only been playing. Okay. Um, Cincinnati also hasn't been running, the, running the ball great. And I don't think they will on Notre Dame's defense. So I think they're going to have to try to, to control the line of scrimmage and run the ball if they want to succeed. But, yeah, I, t- this one's I think it's gonna be low score and go back and forth. I don't really know what to expect from this game because I think either team can win. Um, of course, Marcus Freeman, just coming off, you know, off of Cincinnati teams from last year. Both Fickle him know, he, you know, know each other really well. So uh, it's gonna be a, a defensive slugfest. It's because Notre Dame's at home. Group of five. I'm gonna take Notre Dame since they're a dog at home. Um, but I don't have a lot of confidence in
0: it. So, Yeah, they're always after me, Lucky Charms. <laughs> I, I expected something from them, I don't know. A- at any rate... Um, they're magically delicious. they delicious. That's a television commercial. Um, I guess, you know, one of these weeks I'm going to be right. This has been a blind squirrel pick for me i haven't picked notre dame yet uh well i was right with the florida <laughs> state game um yeah I, I still don't think notre dame is all that great this year um and they they are really they do have some lucky charms this year um i think they're down to the third string quarterback are they um and, and talk about don't let yeah, that score I'm- fool you that that game was what, what was it, twenty to thirteen late in the fourth quarter, right? I think pretty late. Yeah, till Graham works um, through two and pick I was sixes. Kind of flipping back and forth the different things. I come to it. Uh, Notre Dame scores a touchdown to go up twenty seven thirteen. And of course Wisconsin has no offense whatsoever. So I'm like, Oh, yeah, this game's over. Uh, good on you, uh, Notre Dame, you proved me wrong. And then I'm heading to the game. And I look at the score, and it's like forty-one. I'm like, "What the heck happened there?" And so then, of course, I I, I look and see, you know, what what uh, transpired. So I don't think uh, I don't think that game was indicative of um, what Notre Dame truly is, based off the score. I, I don't think they're very good. I think they're down to their third-string quarterback. Um, UC may not have the best defense in the world, but it's a pretty solid defense. Uh, I don't think Notre Dame's going to be able to do against UC what they've done against some of the other teams. Um, yeah, UC's a group of five and no, I don't think that they are a playoff caliber team. Um, no, even if they do go undefeated, they they don't deserve to be in over, a, say, a one-loss Ohio State or some other team. Um, but, I think they're better than every single team that notre dame has played so far and if you take away those silly pick sixes and whatnot in the wisconsin game all of notre dame's games have been very close and like i said i think you see is better than all of those teams a lot better than all of those teams that notre dame played um The only way UC loses this game is if Luke Fickle puckers. And I say that because he is a Trestle disciple. And Trestle did, you know, with his formula football, which was great and did a lot of great things for Ohio State, he did pucker every once in a while. The game that I always come back to as an example of that was the USC game in 2009. USC was not very good at all that year. They were very mediocre. Ohio State should have beat them soundly. And they ended up losing at home because of what I call um, Trestle playing against USC and not USC. Meaning he was playing the name, the Pete Carroll teams that came in the uh, few years before 2009. That's who he thought he was playing or at least prepared for. I can see Luke Fickle doing that. I can see him preparing for the mystique and, oh, this is Notre Dame. This This is it. This is the big time but this is not uh, your great-grandfather's Notre Dame. Um, So I think this is UC. I'm picking UC with high confidence, uh, with my only app being, if they lose, it's because Luke Fickle puckered.
1: All right. Fair enough. Uh, Another game thought I could jump on. Big noon game this week. Uh, Michigan heading to Wisconsin. Uh, what proves to be even more of a slobber knocker and an ugly game. I think uh, it, it, the spreads keep switching, but we got it, I think, Michigan at one and a half right now. So, uh, pretty. Uh, this game's going to be kind of similar to the Notre Dame game, except uh, there probably will be no passing whatsoever. <laughs> so, um, as much as I don't trust. Uh, Michigan's passing offense, I trust Graham Ertz and the Wisconsin passing offense even less. So uh, good luck watching this game. It's probably going to be like a 10-7 type game Uh, because I don't know where their points are going to come from because they're just going to try to run the ball on each other, and it's not going to go very well. So uh, I do think Michigan will get the win this year. I'm picking the Wolverines, even though it is at Wisconsin. Uh, because I, tr- there's no, there's no no passing anywhere on that Wisconsin team, uh, and I don't think they'll be able to, uh, even with play action pass. Graham Murch's confidence is shot. Uh, they need a new quarterback in there. Probably won't happen this week. So, uh, as much as I don't want to, I'm taking the Wolver Wolverines.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with you there. The only interesting thing two two interesting things about this game for me. One is, you know, how is Michigan really? It's a good gauge um, because this year is is looking very similar to, you know, what was it, 2015, 16? You know, there were a couple of years where Harbaugh had some good Michigan teams. Um, But even in those years and all the subsequent years, he has an issue on the road. Um, you know, just two years ago, I remember him them getting their clock cleaned at Wisconsin. Uh, going into it, you thought Michigan might be okay. Um, so that you know they've gotten through their immediate hurdles, right? They they did a full change of the team, or I'm sorry, of the coaching staff. Um, you know, and, and it's done okay so far. You know, they won their first three games pretty handedly. Uh, Rutgers. They won against a decent team, and they're undefeated. So now it's the next thing. How are you now on the road? Because it's always been a problem for Michigan. And so I, I'm interested to see how they perform, I, because I think they're better. Um, and, and for them, if they if this is a close game, because it shouldn't be, um, if it's a close game for Michigan or if they lose then that means, you know, Harbaugh hasn't really overcome his problems, even with a full change of his coaching staff. So that's interesting to me. The other interesting thing is, and for this, I want you and the audience, just take a deep breath, close your eyes, and just take about a few seconds to remember a Jim Harbaugh press conference. Okay, just think about that. Think about him talking. And then, imagine the same with Paul Crist in his press conference. And when you've got that, imagine those two Yahoos in the middle of the field at the beginning of the game when the coaches have their conversations. Oh my God, that would be interesting to be there and just listen to those two <laughs> idiots talk to one another. You know, by imagining how they are in their press conferences, picture that conversation if you can. Just try to imagine that. That would be interesting to me. Otherwise, uh, you're right. This is going to be a dull, (laughs) dull game. Uh, And Fox is probably thinking, oh, crap, we really got to show this is our big noon game. Um, I'm taking Michigan, pretty confident.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, recap, agree on... Uh, Michigan uh, agree on the backdoor cover for Old Miss. Uh, hanging around against Alabama. I, don't, I, don't, I guess you might be taking Arkansas to st- at least cover that spread. Yes, and then we're and
0: taking Arkansas to uh, cover uh, disagreed. that.
1: Disagreed. <clears throat> okay, and then we're disagreed on Cincinnati, Notre Dame. So uh, a couple already there. Uh, in terms of other games, uh, nothing that really. Sticks out to me uh, a lot of ugly Pac-12 matchups. Um, I do actually want to get your thoughts uh, on this since they just lost to Bowling Green. <laughs> uh, you think you you do you think Purdue will cover the two and a half on the road against Minnesota?
0: I Ziggy Zumba. Um who are they playing again? <laughs> is it Purdue, you said?
1: Purdue Purdue is at Minnesota, yeah. And
0: yeah, no, I'm taking Purdue in that one. Um, yeah, probably about a medium, me, medium confidence. I don't know what the heck happened. I mean, Bowling Green, uh, you know, obviously I'm a, a BG alum. Uh, so, um, for everyone's benefit, I went to Ohio State for uh, three and a half years. Uh, ended up graduating Bowling Green. Um that's not a good team either. I mean they they're they they've been everybody's whipping boy for the past I don't know how many years. So, yeah, that was great that they went and beat Minnesota and and I'm trying to figure out what the heck happened because Minnesota dominated Colorado. Colorado, I mean, not not that great, but I mean still. I mean, 30 to nothing I think the score was at Colorado. Um they played Ohio State well. You know, um, won their second it was second game, and I think it was a close one against Miami, but then spanked Colorado, or vice versa. I don't know. I'd have to look back which order. Point was, they were playing some decent ball. They have a lot of experience on that team, and so I just have no clue what the heck happened against BG, and I'm just thinking <sighs> that there has to be something wrong there, um, and whatever it is, I don't know that they're going to, right that ship in a week um, Purdue's not a great opponent but I, I just I think uh, Purdue's gonna gonna win this one yeah that's
1: kind of how I felt uh, something's really is really going on with that offense uh, Tanner Morgan's falling off a cliff that passing offense has been atrocious so I just thought it was funny because uh, you know you look at the west now and Wisconsin's already lost. Uh, to Penn State, especially if they follow up a loss against Michigan. I, I, they're done in the Big Ten. Um, Minnesota's offense has fallen off a cliff. And even Iowa, probably going to lose a couple games, but you're probably looking at Iowa as the Big Ten West front runner right now, and that in itself is kind of funny. So, yeah,
0: that division.
1: Um, yeah, I think besides – let's see, besides – uh, playoffs or anything like that. I think they there's, what, like three allotted Big Ten SEC Bowl games? Yeah, I think so. Outback, Citrus, and Gator. The Gator. So, usually the Gator's are really kind of lower tier, though. The other two are, I think, more mid, mid to upper tier, so. I don't I know. That. But... Uh, nothing else really wanted to add. Any other games
0: interest you for the week? No, I, th- I think there are a lot of interesting ones. Um, I won't go into a lot of depth on them, but I do find some of the matchups pretty interesting, like Iowa-Maryland. I do think that would be a very interesting game because Iowa, to your point, they don't have uh, an offense. Maryland, I'm not convinced they have a defense, uh, but Maryland does pass the ball very well, and I think that is the uh, weakest part of of um Iowa's defense. Um you know Kansas uh,
1: they're very screen. That. They're very screen. They're very screen heavy yeah. though, and I don't think that's going to match up well against that, Iowa. Uh,
0: I, but go good. Um I think Kansas State Oklahoma that interests me um because uh you know Oklahoma has not really been playing all that strong. Kansas State is, is one of them that, that beat them last year. Uh, so that's an interesting one. Um, yeah, the Pac-12, like you said, and those are just all ugly. Uh, but UCLA-Stanford, that might be an interesting one. Um, ACC-wise?
1: Oregon-Stanford. Oregon's playing Stanford. UCLA's playing Arizona State. Yeah, that's what I said
0: um yeah so either way both of those games i think will be interesting because stanford sometimes seems to give oregon a hard time and, and i don't think oregon is as good as they're not number three in my opinion but um how how does clemson um fight back because this is way way new territory for them they are not we're only yeah four weeks into the season and they're already out of the playoffs. I mean, think about that for a while. So that, that'll be interesting. You know, how do they bounce back? Um, uh, and then, yeah, I just, uh, think there are some, you know, some matchups in, in each of the conferences that are, that are, I think pretty good matchups be, beyond those, uh, ranked ones that we talked about. So,
1: yeah, I agree. I think Texas TCU is interesting. Uh, Texas come off the big win, TCU coming off the loss. Normally TCU has had Texas number, but it's, you know everything that uh, TCU is bad at on defense, Texas is good at and that's um that's exp- uh, you know big play through the air, running the ball f- efficiently. So, I think Texas will have uh, TCU's number this this week, yeah. but
0: yeah, the only thing interesting about that game for me is, like I said last year, you know, is maybe make a drinking game out of how many times um, TCU's coach pulls up his pants because I mean, <laughs> that's, that's the one thing. I, every time, watching on the sideline, every time they flash over to him on the sideline, he's yanking up his pants because they're not fitting quite well. <laughs> huh. All right. Are we done, lad? Have they taken all of our lucky times? They have. They have taken all of them. Well, that is extraordinary, and what this means is this completes another fantastic broadcast—a buckeye bombast with Belhaven and the boy. Indubitably.